Hey, is Nicholas Perez. He is Ben Perez, and we are the Box 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 Box, 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 Box Brothers, Brothers Podcast. Podcast. I was. Uh, How thinking, are you doing, Ben? I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I was actually thinking about our name the other day, and I was like, "Oh, what if we were the uh, Burnout Brothers Podcast?" You want to rebrand? Is that what you're saying? I was thinking about I've it. Come so, come so accustomed to I it. Was, I was trying to draw different logos the other day with the Box Box Brothers, and I was telling other people, and they were like, what, do you talk about U-Hauls and shipping boxes? I was like, no, it's a, it's an <laughs> F1 saying that you box when you need to do a pit stop. And they were like, oh, yeah, we don't know anything about F1. So that was just a little feedback that I had gotten. So it was an idea that I wanted to, to throw at you. But um, we'll we'll workshop it. We'll talk a little bit. But yeah, if you have any ideas, let me know. What about you? How are yeah. you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. I mean, I had a track meet earlier this week, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of I'm chilling right now. School's going good, you know. Just not not really anything's going bad. All right. Well. Since nothing's going bad, let's just hop right into F1. There's been a lot of news that has been going on lately. Uh, So let's get right into the news. We'll just do our top three, go back and forth, and yeah, just discuss spitball and see what we have to think about that. You, You lead us off. All right. So the first thing that has been on the top of my list has been the W14. So Mercedes just released their latest car. It looks very, I'm hoping that it, it looks really nice. The livery is dark. It's an all black livery. It's going to save a couple grams just based on having carbon fiber exposed versus having it all painted. But I am just, I'm a big fan of that black Mercedes. So seeing it out on track, they did the 100 kilometer kind of shakedown at Silverstone. It was wet, rainy. I don't know how much you can glean from those tests, but it wasn't bouncing all over the the track. It wasn't getting into that porpoising area that had afflicted them so much last year. And what I've been reading up, what I've been listening on Mercedes is that in the simulation and in the wind tunnel they had their peak performance at a level that they couldn't achieve on track so if they were to set it up in the most ideal setup that allowed them to go fastest out on track they would be in this area of their car that forced porpoising so it would be bouncy it'd be almost undrivable out on track but it'd be fast it'd just be undrivable and what they have corrected for over the course of the season and hopefully over the winter is that they've changed the ride height so that peak performance is not also overlapping with this porpoising area and mm-hmm. if they've been able to correct for that then they'll not only have a rocket ship of a car but they also won't be injuring their drivers and we won't see a lewis hamilton at 38 hobbling with a hurt back getting out of his car like we did at bakken yeah um biggest thing that i've saw coming out of this week is the weight is that like the weight is still one of the biggest issues 
that afflicts these F1 teams and that the fact that they're unable to get under that weight. There's only a couple teams. I'm pretty sure it was only um, Mercedes that was able to get under that weight for sure. And so that's one of been like the mm-hmm. most developing storylines is that it like still continues to be the weight is one of the biggest issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, yeah, they didn't where they were supposed to drop it another like five kilograms from uh, what are they at 798 this year? It was supposed to drop to like 795 and then it didn't rise, but it's still at 798. So it will be interesting mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why Alfa Romeo did so well at the beginning of the year is because they were at the weight limit at that lower limit. They were able to have that just a couple tenths faster than the other midfield cars. But then as they developed, as they brought more heavier parts, then they saw their lead and lap time advantage disappear over the course of the the season. Yeah. Um, That's one of them. Yeah. So number two for me is, I think it's been exciting to see all the the new liveries, honestly, and uh, the the Mercedes has probably been my favorite. I was disappointed in the Red Bull. The Red Bull just has a very iconic car livery right now, so I don't know why you would mess with it but maybe come out with a actual red car for a Red Bull. It might make a little confusing because we also have Alfa Romeo. That's a red car. Ferrari, that's a red car. Um, But I thought that would be cool to see them just updated or bring a different livery. Um, And then my third favorite has probably been, I enjoyed the the Williams. The Williams? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I think the Duracell battery is hilarious. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of my favorite parts of that car. Great, great piece of marketing right there. What would, mm-hmm. what would be your top three? My top three liveries. Uh, number one is the Mercedes. Number two is um, what's it called? Um, why can't I, I'm blinking? Who Williams? No, McLaren, um, orange. Aston Martin. Oh, okay, yeah, that Aston Martin green is just really pretty on track. I like that yeah. color. And then, um, last but not least, is Alfa Romeo. Yeah, Alfa has a dope car this year. That red and black will hopefully be able to differentiate that from the Ferrari. But it it will look cool. You'll notice because one will be at the front of the grid, the other will be at the back. Hey, don't sleep on him. Valtteri's on a revenge tour this year. Oh, is he? That mullet's going to give him an extra 15 horsepower? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, what's your number two? My number two um, thing of the week is um, the Red Bull, or not Red Bull, I'm sorry, Logan Sturgeon coming, getting nervous first week, first first time on the grid. It's going to be real interesting to see what he does in his F1 career because mm-hmm. we're like right at the start of it. Yeah, we so, have Bahrain at February 24th, so next week, or actually this upcoming week, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it will be fun to see them out there, um, and I'm hoping that Logan has a great year. I think he will. I think he has a good partner in Albon to kind of show him the ropes, give him the 
the steer uh, around the F1 circus, and then by year two, I I predict that Albon or Sergeant will be beating Albon in the drivers' championship. Mm-hmm. Um, number three for me this week was the partnership between Red Bull and Ford. So we have Ford, a uh, potential Ford versus Ferrari again. I know it's still going to be Honda-powered engines, but they're Ford-branded, so it, it's really confusing sometimes. But just having Ford back in F1, and it's not a full works team, because that's what happened last time in, what, 2004, 2008, when they were back in one of those early odd years. And just having yeah. that sort of engine, they're going to be helping with Red Bull powertrains, as though they get up and running and i'm just excited to see an american engine and one as prestiged as ford back in the f1 grid yeah i'm excited for it because it's one of the my i'm a big ford fan um mm-hmm. can't see it on a podcast but i got my ford gt right here shit uh, i like shelby's it. shelby's ford gt I mean, it's one of the most historic rivalries in um, F1 mm-hmm. that um, Ford versus Ferrari beef. Oh, that's one They're, of my favorite movies. It's fantastic movie. The Shelby GT are very popular all, all over the world. The ones that are here in Australia are actually right hand. No, they're left hand drive. So they're legit imported from America and they have left hand drive on left side of the road mm-hmm. so very confusing but it's funny that some of the because um zoe's dad has a shelby gt and his is maybe he has a mustang but his is left hand drive mm-hmm. well you gotta get them from the source yep those are the only authentic ones they sell mm-hmm. all right number three what are you what's your third most important news of the week my third most important news of the week is new team principal for Ferrari. I know it's kind of old news, but as as Ferrari seems going to be completely different, and I, I was listening to this thing of where their group dynamic looks a lot different in mm-hmm. photos now. Like Charles looks very smiley and happy, mm. and Carlos kind of looks like the like the, the dad. Yeah, new. All right, is he a dad? He, what? No, he's not dead. Okay. Only, no, he just looks like I, a dad. She had no, his no, cargo no, pants. I'm, no, I'm I'm trying to go for the analogy of there's the there's the dad. Dad gets a new wife, ex-wife. Yeah, there we go. Charles Charles is the Charles is the wife or Charles is the dad, team principal new wife Charles or uh, Carlos ex-wife I I don't know how that analogy (laughs) and the analogy pans out so you're essentially saying that Carlos and Charles are kids and they Mm -hmm. just Ferrari's their dad Mm -hmm. then they just fired Bonato who's the Mm ex-wife And now Fred Vasseur is the new wife. Mm-hmm. Charles and, really likes her. Yeah, Carlos Char- doesn't Charles like likes her. the Charles likes the new wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. There's your there's, there, your there's where we're going. 
Yes, the Ferrari is very optimistic about what they're going to be this year. And I think if they've solved their just reliability issues, they have the opportunity to compete with Red Bull or with Mercedes, with Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull is right. And be up there in a three-team race for the Drivers and Constructors Championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else? No. Well, let's continue with our preseason drivers and constructors predictions next okay nick we are going to continue our preseason drivers and constructors predictions for this upcoming year we've started at the back of the grid we've gotten up to uh five last week and now we are going to do alpine and mercedes this week so Without further ado, let's just get into the number four driver or constructor of 2022 in Alpine, the all now all French team. My dark horse for third place team. Give me Alpine. Alpine, they're coming in this year. New driver, young driver. There's a lot of heat in that team. People that don't get along. Oh, it's going to be. As the drive survive season is going to be juicy for them. But Alpine, they have one of the most consistent cars on the grid, and they've always been competitive. Even in, they have one of the best reliabilities on the grid. Like when Alonso was able to fly up in the air, come down, and then still finish a race, speaks to your reliability. Now, do I think that they're going to face some problems coming with the Baskin Robbins employees? I think they're going to face some problems. I think there's going to be a little bit of inner turmoil with them. But I feel like if Pierre gets off to a hot start at at Alpine, then this entire season will be like good for them. If he doesn't get off to a hot start, then I think it's going to be a lot of in the rut. Like They scored points in almost every single race. So they were one of the most consistent teams on the grid. Um a lot of top 10 finishes so i'm excited to see what they do wouldn't um they i listened to their launch and they spoke like highly of what they did to change the car from this year to last year even though it was on a previous version of the car he explained what all they did to the front wing to the back wing to the side skirts like it's a whole new car but it's also the same car so I'm really excited to see what they're what because they are now technically different, like very technically different than other teams. Mm-hmm. And they've done a lot to differentiate themselves. So I'm excited to see what they have in store for us. So who do you think that they're beating in the third place? Who do you think Ferrari. they're knocking off? OK, so Ferrari is going to come in fourth. Yeah. Alpine's third. Well, they are the only other works team on the grid this year besides Ferrari and Mercedes and I guess yeah Aston Martin yeah. is building mm-hmm. their own and no they're still Mercedes engines but yeah Mercedes and Ferrari so Alpine's the one other I we will see if that driver relationship that will improve they've been talking up a good game they've been saying everything that they've needed to say and it sounds like they have made peace, but 
you can say all the things that you want and then out on the track once the tires get rolling it's a different story and we've seen how especially Esteban Alcon has been with previous teammates and Sergio Checo and not so much Daniel Ricardo, but Alonzo and he's not afraid to get his elbows out and fight his teammates. And if they mm -hmm. both crash, then that's a risk that he is willing to take. Yeah. I feel like this year it's just going to be super interesting with their dynamic and see how it really does play out. Mm -hmm. Cause like you said, you can talk all the talk, but when it finally comes down to it, people in the moment act differently than what they say outside of the moment. Yeah. I think uh, for results, you had them coming in third. I see them actually dropping down to fifth because of last year, even though they did have a rocket ship of a car. The main reason that McLaren didn't win is because Daniel Ricciardo wasn't able to bring home enough points finishes. Lando was able to drive that car insanely well yet last year. And I think having Oscar Piastri in that seat will bring them back up to fourth. I don't think that they beat Ferrari, but we will we will see. I think there's going to be a lot of turmoil and chaos coming out of the French team. And it's going to make great television and great news for Formula One and Drive to Survive. But honestly, we'll see if they can even capitalize on it because in the 2021 season, all that all that Netflix had to do was feature the battle between Hamilton and uh, Max the entire season and just document that week by week. And you would have had a fantastic story. It wrote itself and they botched it and <laughs> slammed it all into one episode. So I'm not too high on the expectation of Drive to Survive, which comes out on this February 24th at the start well, of the you know, You know why? It's because Max didn't Max refused to comment. Mm -hmm. Like he refused to talk. Yeah. To drive to survive. I I still think you could have made a fantastic season even without Max and just having all of the other people's reactions, the driver's reactions, the principal's reactions to what was going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we'll see. Uh and we'll see who is right at the end of the day. It would be actually really fun to see Alpine in number three. Mm -hmm. I, I think that they're going to be the dark horse of the year. I'm, I'm just excited. All right. Well, we will have to wait to find out. Ready to get into Mercedes? Let's get into Mercedes. Have my notes this day. I was at work and I was like, oh, um, let me actually do some research for all of these. So I'm going to give you some numbers as well. Um, so let's just get into it. Mercedes, they finished third last year. Uh, this was partly due because they didn't hit the ground floor or the underfloor regulations, the ground effect car regulations well. And it almost reminds me of a Red Bull-esque fall from the V8 engines to the V6 engines. And when Mercedes came in, they just demolished the regulations. They got it perfect. And they've had, they had the quickest car for seven of the last eight years. And Red Bull this year was that. And they had Adrian Newey, who understood the ground effects cars so well that they were able to hit the ground running. They had a few reliability issues, more so with the pump than the actual engines. And they were by far away the 
quickest of the cars. But Mercedes, over the course of the season, they weren't able to just throw money at it either like they have in the past. They had to strategically Uh come in with replacements, with new strategies because their simulations didn't show the porpoising. And like we were talking about earlier, they weren't able to drive their car at peak performance. I think they did do better at that as the season went on, but they were still starting on the back foot compared to Ferrari and Red Bull. Uh, George finished fourth ahead of Hamilton. That was the second time a teammate has beaten Hamilton in the same machinery, which is big. We'll see how that moves forward. Um, I think the two biggest things that I'm looking forward to this year, though, is the car and number two, the drivers. Um, Yeah, I've already hit on if the car has a wider window to run the car that will really determine how they do and whether Hamilton can compete for that eighth title. I've heard rumors and news that they have a couple upgrades on the side pods. So the zero side pods might become the 1.5 side pods or maybe the 3.0 side pods. I don't know. We'll have to see as the they get into Baku and a few Miami, a few races into the season to see how they um, go. But I think they have improved the car they have some of the best engineers in formula one and with all of their heads together i think that they've began to solve the problem so they might not be at the start for the first like three races but we saw mm-hmm. that red bull wasn't there either and over the course of the season once they brought in their final or not their final upgrades but their main upgrades they were by far away the best and then you saw the drop off with ferrari bringing their upgrades that didn't work as well so yeah i think they're going to be but even with all of this they were consistently top five they had a the most reliable car they only had two dnfs the entire season and one of them was technically not a DN- well they had three dnfs hamilton had two george had one and one of hamilton's was the collision with uh max i believe mm-hmm. and that destroyed his car um but i think even though they weren't as good with how consistent they were and the upgrades i think they will be a easy uh, like regular podium placer and multiple race winners this next year. Um, George did have their only win of the race, uh, but even without that, they still had, what is it, 17 podiums Mm. between the two drivers. So Hamilton had nine podiums, George had eight, and they had two doubles, one in France and then one in Sao Paulo, and that was a 2-3 and a uh, 1-2. The... There was a big change in the drivers between Hamilton and Russell between the first 13 races and the second half of the the calendar. And it went, or sorry, for the first eight races of the the season, it was George 1-7 to seven on the head-to-head and Hamilton on the last, uh, it would be 12, no, 14 races. Hamilton was nine to five on the head to head. And even in qualifying, Hamilton was up 13 to nine and 10 to 12 in the, so 10 to 12 in the first eight race or the first 12 races and, or sorry, in the races, 
George was 12 to 10 overall. And in qualifying, Hamilton was better 13 to 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was about 0.033% faster in qualifying. Hamilton was over George, but on the races, he was a bit slower at 0.063% of the speed on the fastest lap for the drivers. So it was the closest race or the closest rivalry between drivers on the grid last year. Maybe Gasly and Alcon will compete with that next year. But I think with all of the improvements that they've had, Hamilton still has the just raw pace that he needs to win the driver's championship against George. I think there was a lot of talk of development, bringing in new parts, having the more experienced driver on the team and on the grid test those out. So with all of that, just knowledge, I think Hamilton comes back in year two wins definitely the competition between him and George, but also um, takes second in the drivers championship behind uh, who we'll get to in the next podcast. But I think Max is going to win again. So Hamilton will be second and we'll come down to a couple of the last races to actually determine the drivers, the drivers championship next year. Mm-hmm. that is it for fourth and third next week we were or not next week the next podcast we will get into the final two of ferrari and red bull next yeah. let's get into our draft all right nick so this week on our draft we're going to be doing a little bit different you had come up with this idea earlier today but we're going to be drafting the best travel buddies. So we're all getting in a van. We're heading out to Colorado to do a ski trip up there. And we're picking drivers. We have one driver and that's us. And then we have our co-pilot, two people in the bucket seat, and then one person in the, or two people in the back to grab snacks and anything else that we need to get out of our bags while we're driving. So Nick, without further ado, like always, we'll just do a back and forth draft this week, uh, taking players off of the playground and I will give you first pick. So who are you picking to let's just do it. Dive in. Do Do we get past F1 drivers? Yeah. Yeah. You can have any, Anyone who has ever driven on the F1 grid. All right, first pick. You're going to set the vibes in the car. He riding shotgun with me. Give me Daniel Ricardo. Ah, that's a Setting clear number vibes. one. He's going to be on Ox. He's going to have the snack situation down. Yeah, you can. he'll bring some bottles of his wine from Perth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's the clear, clear and easy number one pick. I, I don't see... Who else we could pick? Um, but since you took him at number one, I'm going to take who's going to be the second most fun driver on the grid. I'm just going through my my Rolodex of people and give me Carlos Sainz as my co-pilot. 
he'll stay going awake. hot chili pepper signs yeah i don't know how good he's going to be on ox but he'll at least help me get to the destination i feel like he'd be a a decent decent person to talk to and yeah he'll be alert and w- awake i i feel like he's responsible enough to be the co-pilot of my minivan all right who are you taking in your bucket seat nick my bucket seat yeah you know you kind of got to have someone goofy kind of have someone out there he's gonna do some weird stuff keep keep you on your toes and he, he has to be small sit in this nice little bucket seat give me yuki Sonoda. damn yuki's a good pick Yuki's a yeah, he, fantastic pick right there. He's he's out there. His his dream in life, his dream job is to be a sous chef, not even a Formula One driver. So he wants to set the vibes, you know. Yeah, he will. Um, all right. Well, on that note, I'm going to do the person that I think would be a really good hang and probably should have taken him at number my number one pick but since he fell to number two give me the mullet man valtteri bottas in the bucket seat he'll be a good time be a good hang and you know he can cut his hair like a mullet so he's down to to party it's down the clown all right who's in your third bucket seat nick my third bucket seat you know you kind of have you got to have someone to kind of mellow out the vibe, you kind of have to have an like an adult on this mission. But he also got to be cool. He also got to share a fun time with you. Give me Lewis Hamilton. All right. I feel. I hope you have some uh, vegan beer for him. But I've, I'm all all alcohol is vegan. It's all made with mm-hmm. grain, so you don't have to worry about that. No, he'd be a good thing. I I support that. Um, not who I'm going to go with because I feel like my number three let's let's just uh let's throw in checo as my checo? my second he'll bring the tequila you know he loves to party getting away from his his wife and kids just hanging out with us and with i've bros, seen him with the dudes yeah i've seen him hammered in monaco after his race win so <laughs> he'll bring the party we'll we can bond over both being mexican and i feel like it'd be a good hang at least all right, number yeah. four, Nick. Who's in the backseat, though? Who's in the backseat? So, in the backseat, you kind of have to, you got to have your sleepers. You got to have the people throwing a hoodie just in the back. You got to have the real, real chilled out, real mellow people. Give, give me Joe. Joe. She's Joe in the back of seat because I feel like he's going to keep the vibes up. He's going to be real quiet. You know, mm-hmm. just, just going to be long for the ride. All right. Um, I'm also going to go with the sleeper, but you got to bring someone new each time, show the ropes of, of F1. And with that, give me Logan Sargent's at number four. My sleeper pick, I feel like he'd be a good hang, but also like bringing your little brother out to hang out with your your mates for the first time to just like give them an introduction into the world. So you got to got to show the ropes so that later on five years once he's a world champion and showing the ropes to the next group he'll he'll be able to pass down that that knowledge and take the new f1 babies out for a, a road trip you know it all right number five who who's your final backseat pick my final backseat pick you gotta have someone goofy you, you gotta have someone kind of out there kind of funny but like you gotta, people don't always want to be around him. 
but give me go Tifi. Ah, uh, go Tifi. I feel like he'd be a good hang. He'll be. He'll bring good snacks. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he'd just I feel like he'd just have a fun time. Like I don't know. I feel I'd, like he he'd be fun. I I'd hang out with uh I'd hang out with Latifi. Um he'd be a good hang. I'd I'd go even though he's not the best F1 driver, he still still seems like a goofy person. So, good pick on you. Uh for my last pick though, I I'm torn between two people, Nick. And it might seem like a bit of a give me actually no not a bad bad pick but give me Pierre Gasly actually no I'm I'm swapping Pierre give me Alex Albon you got to have someone with long arms to reach the snacks in the back he's gonna be a good hang not gonna get too wild I don't know how uh, crazy he'll get but he's down to earth and he seems like a fun dude to just hang out with so give me for my last backseat pick Alex Albon yep 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 all those picks are good yeah uh yeah I thought about going with Stroll just to have like that money <laughs> when I have to pay have for anything someone to bankroll yeah I mean bankroll the trip we are doing this with all F1 drivers so they're all just rolling in banks uh, it, do- it doesn't matter really who you pick all right, good pick, yeah, Nick. Yeah. I will see you out on the slopes in Colorado once both of our vans get there, hopefully alive. And with that, we anything else before we sign off today? Nope. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. We will see you in the next one. Box, 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 box. See ya. Retire the car. Retire the car. Box, 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 box. Retire the car.